Welcome back to the High School Football Roundup Podcast here on the Southwest Georgia Network at southwestgeorgianetwork.com and on Twitter at SWJ Network. I'm Walter Johnson, and um, I'm doing this week's episode a bit differently because um, I have a lot of uh, personal uh, obligations I have to deal with, and um and obviously I'm not going to get in all of those. And uh, so let's go get right into the recap of week four and a quick uh, a quick outlook for week uh, number five. Hard to believe uh, four weeks of this high school football season's come and gone. And also, of course, I mean, uh, this past Saturday, September 11th, Marked the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks. And um, just remember those who uh, lost their lives and everything. Okay, let's get right into uh, this week's action. Obviously, start with that big showdown in Leesburg between the Lee County Trojans and and the Lowndes Vikings. And Lee County coming in ranks number two. And all of Class 6A. And uh, facing the Lowndes team that came in ranked 7th in Class 7A. And Lee County jumped out the leads of 17 to nothing and 24 to 7. And then Lowndes came back with a, with a couple of touchdowns. But and, uh, fortunately for the Trojans... They made the big plays and big stops and the plays when they needed to. And as a result, Lee County wins it 24-21 over Lowndes. So Lee County goes to 4-0 on the season and hosts Liffery Springs next uh, Friday. And last of a four-game homestand to begin the season for the, the Trojans. And after Liffery Springs... The Trojans head up to in the Warner Robins in Middle Georgia to face the defending Class 5A state champion Warner Robins Demons, and the, who easily took care of business against the uh, north side of Warner Robins. It's like 48 to 7, 49 to 7, and 49 to 7. Warner Robins won easily over North Side, and uh, and the uh, North Side Knightley County. Was undefeated at three and zero, but uh, the Eagles are now three and one in Lee County open region play against the against the North Side, either Houston or North Side, one of those schools up in that Greater Warner Robins uh, area of uh, Middle Georgia, just south of Macon, and uh, and here's an Name um, and uh, that could become big um, very soon. Freshman running back Osmani Chroma, and um, hope that's hope they pronounced that name correctly. Osmani Chroma, Osmani spelled O U S M A N E, Chroma spelled K R O M H. Osmani Chroma, and Chroma scored three touchdowns and rushed for almost. 230 yards in the win over the Lowndes Vikings, who fall to 2-2, two two, 
you know, speaking of which, um, in a region, um, 17A as a whole, well, almost as a whole, had a very rough week. I mean, now the Lions lose their second game of the season, and he lost a heartbreaker in overtime to Walton to start the season, and then had a hard fought wins over Griffin in Class 5A, Region 3, 5A, in the, in the South Metro Atlanta area. And that's Southern Crescent. And and you also and you also uh in Lake Gibson of Florida and uh in the hung tough of Lounge. In fact the the Vikings trailed forty seven forty four late before they scored the game's final fourteen points, both touchdowns and a couple of made extra points for fifty eight point seven win and then the loss to Lee County in Leesburg, dropped the Lowndes to 2-2 two two on the season, and also knowing that Lowndes lose their second game. They had Cannon County and Tiff County, both of them losing for the first time this year as well, after 3-0 starts. And Cannon County lost at Marietta big time, and, and in Tifton at Gene Brody Field, the Tiff County Blue Devils lost for the first time under first-year head coach Noel Dean, in the Class AAA, Appling County Pirates out of Baxley, Georgia, won 24-7 over Tiff County. <laughs> this is getting easier for the Blue Devils, and they host a back-to-back two-time defending state champions from Irwin County in Tifton next uh, week. And, you know, while, you know, and, uh, while a lot of people, myself included, Expected the Lee County Trojans to be very good, and uh, I think no one expected the another team of Trojans, the Doherty Trojans here in Albany, to be as good as they have been. And Doherty improved to three and zero, first time in a long time. And the Trojans traveled to Macon to face the Northeast Raiders, and Northeast had a seven nothing lead, and then the Trojans. Somehow scored ten unanswered points in a uh, late to win ten to seven, and uh, obviously, and um, the third year head coach Johnny Gilbert has uh, this uh, Darty Trojan team playing very well right now, and uh, although I think. Um, and the jury's uh it seems like it's still out on this um on this Trojan team and uh, and seeing all of uh Darty's wins so far came forty one to six at uh against Kendrick out of Columbus at Humo Stadium. And and uh, I think that's the only game that was played at Humo Stadium here in Albany so far in twenty twenty one. And the following game they traveled into the metro Atlanta area, the Cab County to be more specific. Rolled past Lithonia 38 to 8. And then and then last uh Friday, they had the 10-7 win over Northeast Macon. And uh, so thinking it'll be interesting to see um, how this um you know, Darty team continues to fare 
and see if thinking Darty is not only the only not only the only team that has at least three wins after four weeks, the only team in Region One Four A that has at least three wins through four four weeks of action. And they're also the only undefeated team in Region uh in Region One Four A. And they're also the only team that's above five hundred. I mean, I think that says a lot in the region. You know, they struggled to um, really do well in uh, non-region games early in the season. And and another team from Albany within the Darty County School System, the Monroe Tornadoes, traveled to Cuthbert, Georgia, and uh, came back uh, home to Albany with a 20 to nothing shutout win over the Randolph Clay Red Devils. And Monroe going to two and two with the win. And uh and just like Tip County, Monroe has a brand new head coach in Lacey Herring. And uh Tornadoes already have two big wins. Shutting out Shaw Columbus, thirty six to nothing, and then Randall Clay twenty to nothing. And uh, however, I mean they've also and uh had trouble um Trouble against some uh, some solid teams. I already mentioned Appling County beat Tiff County, twenty four to seven, and and the Tornadoes uh, opened their season in Baxley and lost to Appling County, forty two to six. It's a very solid um, Appling County team, uh, which I think will uh, be a contender in Region One AAA this season. I think he can challenge, and then also in the same region. With defending uh, state champion, Class AAA state champion Pierce County, and uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Appen County not only made the playoffs, but made a deep run in Class AAA. You know, staying in AAA briefly, and the Crystal County Cougars suffered their first loss of the season. I mean, actually, they suffered their third loss in a row to begin 2021. Losing the twenty-one to eighteen at home to Eagles Landing Christian, classing Lane Private the powerhouse out of McDonough, Georgia, in Henry County. And then obviously this Chris County team struggling under another first-year head coach Miguel Patrick, who came to Cordio in South Georgia from Cedar Grove in the Metro Atlanta area. And see Cedar Grove, uh Gave Colquitt County all can handle before losing twenty eight to nineteen. And uh obviously um and the Cougars are still get, getting used to um a new system. Getting used to that new system. Under uh Miguel Patrick after spending the last four years under Brad Harbor, you uh, know, who resigned uh, weeks after the Cougars lost to the eventual state champion Pierce County in the semifinals last season. And, uh, and obviously uh, this Chris County team is uh, making some serious adjustments. And also mentioned earlier, you know, Region 17A had a just a rough week last this past Friday, September 10th. And then uh, Camden... Camden 
lands in Tiff County all lost their games and then and the only region one seven eight team to win this week was the Colgate County Packers. And uh and even that just proved to be a struggle. And head coach Justin Rogers and the Packers uh travel down Georgia Highway one thirty three to Valdosta. They got the Wildcats and me as a back and forth game. It just went right down to the wire. And in the end it was Colgate County winning over Valdosta. 48-42. So Colquitt goes to 3-1 and on the season with a win. And can see Cannon and Tifta have the same record as 3-1 overall. And Lowndes 2-2. Two and two. In Region 1-7A, I mean, going to combine 1-3. and three. I mean, obviously that makes for a really rough week. And, uh, so a lot of the, and a lot of these teams still all all the teams in region one seven a still have a ways to go before they finally get into that region play, which doesn't start until the middle of october october fifteenth and and there's some wrapping things up and got the worst county Rams going to three and one on the season after rolling all over Rutland out of Macon. 42-6. And quarterback Chip Cooper, you see, according to the Albany Herald, just three quarters, rushed 12 times for over 200 yards and two touchdowns, completed 13 out of 24 passes, 172 yards, three more scores. And uh, it has uh, over 560 yards rushing and three touchdowns and 792 almost Closing in on 800 passing yards, 12 touchdowns this season. So, Worth County going to 3-1 and one on the season. Under second-year head coach, Philip Ironside. Let's see, I think, uh, I think the Rams have an almost similar record last season, and then they ran into Tiff County and just played poorly in an eventual loss. And they're... Uh, and they uh, lose, and they lost that game, and then they struggled to a one and four mark in Region One AA play. Missed the playoffs. I think um, I think if uh, Worth County can stay healthy and focused, and you just may have a shot in uh, advance, advance into the advance into the playoffs for the first time since 2016. And 2016 was also the last time Worth County had a winning season. And obviously not going to be easy in uh, that region in that in Region One AA, and with a uh, Fitzgerald already undefeated with uh, wins over Irwin County, Turner County, and Dodge County, and Thomasville now four and zero after rolling past Bainbridge twenty eight to ten, and you got the Westover Patriots losing forty two to thirty four. On the road against Mitchell County and Westover going to 0 and 2, either 1 and 2 or 0 and 2, depending on what source you rely on. And see, and this is getting easier for head coach Adam Miller, another uh, first year head coach here in Southwest Georgia. 
and the Patriots host the Patriots host the Early County Bobcats in Early County. You know, like um, many teams here in this area, not only area have had at least one game canceled uh, due to COVID-19, very known uh, as the dreaded virus that refuses to go away. And uh, the Bobcats crossed the state line, at not only the state line, but the time zone line into Alabama. And the Bobcats traveled to Troy, Alabama, and took on the Trojans of Charles Henderson High School. And Early County got win number two against their lone loss against Mitchell County, against uh, Pelham. More in the Hornets in a moment. And it was Early County winning over Charles Henderson, 31-9. It's Early County. It was a 2-1 season. And I think um, Early County just is just like uh, in, uh, this Worth County team. And... Uh, well, and the only difference is Early County managed to work their way into the playoffs. Whereas uh Worth County could barely get out get out barely managed one region win. And it's in the uh, region one double A. And uh obviously can hold its own against uh, any other region in the state regardless of classification. And they got Fitzgerald there in uh, Thomasville, Early County. And then you had uh, Cook and uh, knocking off Pelham. And then um, after getting crushed by Ware County. And speaking of getting crushed, and the Hornets. And the Hornets uh, struggled against Brooks County. And Brooks, uh, Brooks County are 42. And Brooks County was a. Uh, 42 to 6 winner uh, over the Hornets. So the Hornets in uh so Cook Falls the Cook Hornets had an 8L Georgia fall to 1 and 2 on the season. And uh, and the uh, Trojans out of Quitman and their head coach Maurice Hammer going to uh, going to one and one on the season, and this despite the fact that um and uh, they haven't played played back to back weeks and Brooks County was supposed to go to Cairo, but uh, that game was called off uh, due to that dreaded virus. And had an actual off week, uh, had a bye week for Labor Day weekend. And then they, uh, and then they, uh, beat Brooks, and then they beat Brooks, beat Cook 42 to 6. And then, so this, uh, and thing is region 1AA, that's not going to be an easy region. And, Go ahead and uh, just wrap things up and check that as 42 to 20 Brooks County over Cook. And how about some uh, score some other games here in the Southwest Georgia Ridge area to wrap up this abbreviated edition of the 
of the High School Football Roundup podcast. And then, um, as promised, and uh, talk briefly about the Pelham Hornets. And the Hornets got off to a 2-0 start under new head coach, Lamar Landing. And it seems like 2021 so far has been the year of the first-year head coach. And the Hornets, after getting off to a 2-0 start, now lost back-to-back games. And this time it was Clinch County and uh, handing Pelham at the second straight loss, winning easily 40-7. to And Towns County won over Bakerton Charter, 48-20. to And in GHSA Region, one single-A private. Terrell, I mean, make that Tattnall Square. Rolled easily over the Deerfield Windsor Knights at uh, Webb Memorial Stadium in Albany, 42-7 to the final score. And uh, several final scores in the GISA to pass along. Terrell Academy outlasted Gatewood, 27-20. to And Southland, and a loss to Pinewood, 52-19. to And it was Southwest Georgia Academy edging Central Fellowship, 21-20. to so that's going to do it for this abbrevi- very abbreviated edition of the High School Football Roundup podcast. And don't forget to follow the High School Football Roundup podcast on Anchor.fm, at least the abbreviated version on Anchor.fm at Anchor.fm forward slash SWGA Network. And uh, that's anchor.fm forward slash SWJ Network. And then the regular website is southwestgeorgianetwork.com. And the Twitter handle is at SWJ Network. I'm Walter Johnson. I do hope you have a very good week. Sincerely hope you have a good week. And then just uh, continue to stay safe. God bless you. And goodbye.